count on Tony, to not let you down. Yeah, count on Tony, to not let you down. Tony Tony Tony, Tony Tony Tony, I love you like my backyard pony. Right, and uh, welcome. Here we are, episode 11, uh, the one and the one, as opposed to the one and the zero yesterday next to each other. This is the one and the one uh, together, making a beautiful number 11. And boy, what a night of football we've had again. The World Cup that keeps on giving. Uh, uh, people just keep on running around uh, within those four beautiful lines on that beautiful green pitch, making stories. Mate, there is nothing beautiful about this story. <laughs> you know why people watch football, why people watch sport, mate. Like you've just said, it's all about the stories. It's about the narrative. Sport, <laughs> live sport, football uh, being the best of the sports. At its very best, mate, is theatre, right? It's, it's, it's theatre, like when... <laughs> Two warring peoples come together and they, you know, and the, within the specificity of a football match, they fight against each other. And yes. then we align, we align ourselves with one side or the other and we hope desperately for their win. And as a neutral, we sometimes have to, in order to appreciate the spectacle, choose one side or the other. And you are delivered narratives. But you know when theatre sucks, mate? It sucks when you get the same narrative again and again and again and again. <laughs> and, the, and the Germany can't be defeated and they'll march on forever is a narrative that I am sick and tired of. <laughs> and there's a very famous movie that I believe is called Shawshank Redemption, which has the uh, headline, Hope Will Set You Free. Hope will make you miserable for the rest of the day. Because that's what killed me today, mate was the hope it was the hope straight into it germany two sweden won the final score when curtains were drawn uh uh what what it's appropriate it's appropriate that you should say curtains because curtains are something you can find in ikea and my bravest <laughs> my brave swedish brothers were dressed in full ikea garb did you not oh. seriously every single one of them could have done a shift in the packing section after they were done. It was the exact <laughs> blue, the exact yellow. They were there, they were ready, they had their tape measures, they sized everything up, they knew what they were gonna do, and they defended, and they made the Germans look bad. And oh, then, and then Germany, Germany like had a couple of half chances at the beginning, but then Sweden, you know, they dug in, and they got ready, and they defended everything that came up them, and then they hit them on the break, and then Marcus Berg, who couldn't oh. finish his dinner, decides to not finish his dinner. And even though he didn't finish his, like, and he, he gets fouled. Mate, for me, it's a foul. Like, it's 35 minutes or so, maybe a little bit more yeah. than that. Yeah. A little early in that in. He's threw in on goal. Boateng does foul him. But you know what? He should have put his foot through the ball a touch earlier and not given Boateng the chance to foul him. Anyway, with Boateng having fouled him then, that should have been a penalty because I believe he was in the box. If he wasn't in the box, it should have been a red card. VAR should have been used to check it. Boateng should have spent the whole of the rest of the game off the pitch. Sweden should have been one build up. And then Toivonen, Toivonen, mate, do you know where Toivonen's from? <laughs> no one knows where Toivonen's from. Everyone's seen Toivonen at a Sunderland match every now and again being useless. But no, up steps Ola. Beautiful first touch. First touch 
of the game, second touch of the game, chips it over Neuer. And even Manuel Neuer's appeal for what, God knows what Manuel know Neuer what was appealing for. Manuel it, Neuer was like, I'm Manuel Neuer, disallow that goal. Like, <laughs> it was a, do you know who I am moment? And the ref was like, yeah, I do, but it's a goal. <laughs> and it's beautiful. And they're 1-0 up. And the Germans are rattled. And Berg has a header that Neuer does well to keep out. And, and for the remaining seven minutes of that half and the whole 15 minutes of halftime and the one and a half minutes until Marco Roy scores a horrible <laughs> scrappy goal, the world believed. The world <laughs> believed that Germany was going home in the group stage. It's not even in the group stages after two games. Germany going home. Goodbye. I turned to the person I was watching it with who happened to be Croatian and I went, what's, Germany, what's German for goodbye? And he looked at me as if to think I was stupid and went, Auf Wiedersehen. I went, exactly. <laughs> oh, and, I, and I hate to say it, but he did look at you like as if you were stupid because obviously he knew something was going to happen. Oh, what? Oh, and, then Mark, and then Marco Royce gets a scrappy goal that hits his knee. But, you know, fair enough. Germany did attack. Perhaps they even deserved that. But one all was fine. One all was just dandy because if it was one all going into the final round of games, yes. it wouldn't have mattered yeah. what Germany did against South Korea. What would have happened instead is that Mexico and Sweden would have played out a delightful 0-0 draw. The first 0-0 <laughs> of the World Cup would have been there and it would have been the most beautiful 0-0 of all time. And Germany would have beaten South Korea 25 nothing and broken the record. But it wouldn't have mattered because they'd have had to go home. <laughs> Well, okay, you, you mentioned that at, at, at the top of this program straight away that theatre and, uh, and football is about, uh, 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 you know, being a part of a neutral as well. So you, you need to be part of, of, of a sort of neutral side of it so that you're able to enjoy this kind of game. You don't seem to be very neutral on this. this Not seems at to be all. You are I'm, taking on... You are taking... Going home! <laughs> And, and theatre, and you can't say that this was not theatre. This was theatre. My It goodness. was, but it's the same oh. ending again and again and again and again. The ending, you where, know. <laughs> where, the ending where the beautiful, beautifully sculpted, white-skinned, blonde German man sinks a free kick into the top corner. <laughs> oh, and, but it was the hope, mate. It was the hope. Boateng, oh. Boateng comes in, fouls the guy. What, we're, we're what, 75 minutes maybe here? So 80 one, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, oh, Maybe yeah. a bit later. All right, so it's one all. Boateng commits a horrible foul um, towards the top of the box. And you yep. think, ah, he's got away with it. But then he checks with the assistant. He's like, no, you know what? That's the yellow card. Off you go, Jerome. And then mm-hmm. it was like, come on, they're down to 10. Sweden, go for the jugular. Come on, Sweden. <laughs> Stop defending and go for the jugular. And then Germany take, take uh, Hector off and put Brandt on, and it's like yep. Kimmich, and Kimmich and uh, whoever the other centre-back, who was the other centre-back playing alongside Boateng? Because it wasn't uh, Hummels, because Hummels was out. Hummels was out, no, that's right, yes. Uh, no, it wasn't, it, so, uh, no, on the other side, hang on one second, I'll, I'll, I'll check it now, it was Rudiger. Rudiger, the Chelsea lad. So by yes. the end of the game, nominally, Rudiger and Kimmich were the only defenders. Kimmich doesn't defend. He's camped out. He's more or less a right winger. They had one player at the back, Rudiger, who I've seen play for Chelsea this year and is prone to a mistake. Plus, he's or one five. person. He's <laughs> one person, Sweden. Put two people up there. Kick the ball long. One of them will get it. 
But no, they retreat, 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 retreat. And you're thinking, come on, they've only got 10 men. They must be tired. The Swedish guys are knackered. But mm. then the one Swedish player who shouldn't be knackered, who's the substitute who's come on with a beard, and he's obviously trying to outdo Miller Jednak. Don't even bother. Miller Jednak has got that. What is the point of you? And what is the point of your beard? And he just gives away the stupidest foul. It was oh, so yeah. dumb. Just let Ver Werner's going to run it out of play at best for Werner. He gets it in the middle. But no, you give, you give Cruz a chance. Don't give Cruz a chance. <laughs> we all know what Cruz can do. Doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't Forsberg or, or I can't remember, or Lusvig or something have a go at him as well for giving away the foul in, in that area? I mean, there's, no, there's just, it's one of those, isn't it? You just, there's just no need for it. There's no need. But, you know, they were smart in getting that free kick. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, up steps uh, our man Tony, who art in heaven, uh, uh, who we have already been waxing lyrical about during these, uh, during these podcasts. And and, uh, and who obviously stamped up to break a heart or two or the world, <laughs> the world, mate, the watching world. Like what's the population of the world? Like 7 billion, right? So if we take 7 billion and then we probably take out what the 80, 80 million or so Germans. Germans. So, yep. Right. So let's say the 80 million Germans were up against what there's 7 billion people in the world. Uh, some of them are in China, not watching. That's like 2 billion. And like, Basically, it was 80 million versus around 2 billion people watching that game just going, hold out, Sweden. Hold out, Sweden. Hold out, Sweden. And then they didn't. <laughs> they did at all. We got a message, a message here, and this is something that I hadn't heard of. And apparently, um, uh, uh, from 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 our, our mate Gaza in London, uh, saying that uh, commentators typical curse as Tony's stepping up to take a free kick. He says the last time Germany went out in the first group stage was 1938. Oh, that's whose fault it was. You know, <laughs> do you know? Do, do you know the uh, in, in the place where I was, there was someone who had gone to the bathroom. So uh, we watched the uh, Korea versus Mexico, uh, mm. and then uh, the Germany Sweden games back to back. And this particular individual had either been in the bathroom or got up for the sofa for every single goal. Now. <laughs> And, and, and she was even like, hey, you want to see a goal? I'm going somewhere. At which point I went, no, sit down. I'll take the draw. <laughs> and as she got up, Brandt smacks the ball against the post. And I'm like, look what happens. Look what happens when you get up. Sit down. But then I'm so intently watching the game that by the time Cruz scores, she's got up again. Oh, you didn't so realize. I didn't no. realize. So between Wait. that and whatever happened to Gaza in London with the commentator, People need to take their responsibility seriously. A small shift in your placement can have this butterfly effect around the world that allows a German to put a corner in the, put a ball in the top corner in Russia. It's a known thing. Everybody should mate, stay still. Mate, 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 mate. I hate to say this though. What? It was your fault. It no, was your, it was my didn't fault. I didn't. You didn't stop her from going to the toilet. You, intent or not, watching the match you were totally intense and, and and drawn in there and you couldn't get away from it oh couldn't get away from it yeah, let her go to the toilet though didn't you mate it's your fault i also in yesterday's podcast i whispered that germany might be going home and i shouldn't have done it actually I kept it <laughs> no no you had to it was fine it was uh, 
like these, uh, yeah, this is football and this is drama and this is, like you said, narrative. This is what we, what we live it for. You know, you've got to, look, I, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, I had a bit of a smile. You know me, I'm not a massive lover of the Germans. Yes, they keep repeating it. Yes, they keep doing it. Wouldn't it be great to see them go home for the first They're time? They're going to win the whole thing now. Yeah. They're going to win yes. the whole yeah. thing. You, just... you know they are, don't you? You know. <laughs> let's just put it there. Look, let's just... <laughs> put it right there we might as well put some money on it now momentum these things are all about momentum now, and uh, yeah we always yeah. were doubt in that one do you remember horse oh, tony cruz oh top color we always been <laughs> mate it was it was amazing sweden what a beautiful goal germany off his shin typical and then tony steps up and does that uh, i mean it's just uh, uh it's it just it, it writes it, it it writes itself in that sense. It's just football. It's absolutely beautiful. But mate, right. look, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I know that you're in a lot of pain. I know that this is very difficult for you. Uh, I know that this is uh, this is something that you don't want to be reliving over and over again. But why don't we just start again right from the beginning? So kick off, and mm. Sweden start playing very well. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Mexico versus South Korea. We're going to go for a short break, and then we'll come straight back, and we'll uh, we'll start our little uh, uh, we'll start uh, uh, talking about the rest of uh, of the uh, games that were on yesterday, uh, starting with the other Group F game, Mexico versus South Korea. I'm depressed about that one too. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. David Hasselhoff said, "We're going to win it now." Oh God. Here we go. And welcome back, part two. Mexico versus South Korea in Group F. Well, what, uh, 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 it's, 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 what can we say about this one? Dave, take it away. <laughs> um, so, so uh, if anyone hasn't seen this, this is another 2-1. It was another 2-1 in the wrong direction as well. Um, obviously, South Korea are my, are my second favorite team. Uh, mm -hmm. I lived there for nine years. I've got a lot of friends there. Uh, the person that I love most in this world is from there. Um, so, uh, also... I'm not from South Korea. No, you're not. And then Sonung, Sonung Min, who plays for Tottenham, is, is oh. also very close to my heart. So I was <laughs> very much rooting for a, for a career win. And you know what? I predicted yesterday that Mexico wouldn't play as well, and they didn't play as well. They were a bit flat. Mm. Mm. Though they had moments, they, they did they come back to it. And Mexico are an enjoyable team. Mexico are a nice team to watch, with the exception of Chicharito. They could really... <laughs> Chicharito has got a face you want to slap. Um, but the rest of them I quite like. I like Layun, uh, uh, Guardado in the middle. Everyone likes old dad Rafa Marquez when he comes off that bench. When he comes off that bench, check Indeed. out the cheers. <laughs> I, was, I was asking the... Uh, the and uh, As I mentioned yesterday, we went to a Mexican friend of mine's house to watch it. And we turned up and there were three Mexicans there. And then two more Mexicans arrived. And by the end of it, there were like 12 Mexicans. Like just, and then even the next door neighbor came over who wasn't Mexican, but had a green shirt on. And... <laughs> And I was like, what is this? And then one of my friends, if I, one of my friends over, I specifically text him to come over in red. He turns up in green. He was like, <laughs> I'm just doing it to mess with you. I'm like, this is not funny. <laughs> anyway, so we, I was asking the Mexicans in the audience, what is it that, that, that Rafa Marquez is, you know, what is he wanted for? And they were like, ah, oh, it's just some money in Panama. It's, it's not a thing. 
I'm like, come on, it's more than that. No, no, no. It's just, you know, it's, it's dodgy, but it's legal, David. It's fine. I was like, okay, whatever. So, so what happened in the game was um, South Korea were looking good. Uh, Sonic Min uh, tried very hard for the game. And at, before, at nil-nil, had one chance where it was a half chance, but for him, it's probably one of the better chances he's had in this World Cup. He smacks it um, into a player and it comes back to him. And like he has another kind of half chance. He really needed to but, do but something try, with try one of But try too hard? Did he try too hard? Well, I, I felt at some you, points that he, he just didn't... Uh, he, he suddenly, whenever he got the ball, he, it, was, it was a bit tunnel vision. You know, uh, if, you, if you saw the finishing ability of the Korean players around him, they're quite neat in possession and they can pass. But if you yeah. saw any of them have a shot, you would have acted. And, if, and then you had the ability that yeah, Sonic enough. Min has, you would have done that. So he really <laughs> should have done something with one of those. Then Mexico uh, on an attack, uh, get the ball wide, clip it in. It hits the hand of the South Korean player as he goes in, in to block it. It is a penalty because his hand's really quite high up in the air. It's... It's unfortunate for the for the guy who's done it because you you kind of your arm goes up when you try to make that kind of tackle. Mm. Uh, but it, it it is a penalty. That is the rule. I'm not a desperately big fan of that rule. Um, but but you know it is what it is. Uh, Carlos Vela, the merchant banker. Everyone has agreed that Carlos Vela looks like a merchant banker. Puts it <laughs> puts it in. Slots it in. Career attack, they have some chances. And Mexico are now very much looking to hit on the counter-attack. And they did that in the second half. Chicharito bobbling one in uh, past the goalkeeper. Uh, Korea had some half chances. And then Son Heung-min, right at the end, schools a worldie. An absolute mm. worldie. Holds two men off. And with his wrong foot, puts it in the corner. If it, only he'd done that at nil-nil rather than at 2 nil. Uh, I have to tell you the two and a half minutes uh, the the Mexican contingent went from ah oh, this is easy to oh my god this always happens to Mexico he's gonna <laughs> score we're done we're done oh no it's done and then like, they were going nuts when the final whistle went I was like you know even if they got it back two two you're all right it's, you're not out of it um, so yeah um, South Korea are now you know they'd have to beat Germany and hope that. Um, Sweden. Uh, yes, yeah. So, like, uh, um, it's a uh, six to Mexico, three for Germany, three for Sweden, and, and none for South Korea. It, um, I mean, stranger things have happened in the world, but like, it's uh, we're not it's, many it's stranger things. I mean, Leicester not, City winning the title is about the only stranger thing I can think of. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, absolutely. To see, even if even if South Korea beat Germany, uh, oh, and that's so good, which would be oh. lovely. Um, and they'd only have to beat them by one nil to uh, uh, to get ahead of them. The the problem is the Mexico uh, Sweden game. You know, it's uh, uh, yeah, Sweden will be fighting tooth and nail for that. They'll be doing everything that they possibly can to try and uh, uh, and make sure that they win that. And Mexico will be thinking, well, we're through already. You know, regardless of what well, happens. Okay. They're not. They're not yeah. actually. I mean, the more realistic thing that's going to happen is is that Germany will beat South Korea, which yeah. means they'll have six points. And then Mexico have to avoid defeat to Sweden because then, you know, we could really end up with three teams with six points. And you know if that happens, Germany are going through just because they're Germany. Whatever the system may be. Yeah, yeah, in first. (laughs) Or whatever is preferential for them in order to progress through everything. Uh, That's what's going to happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's one of of those, though. I, I, 
I'd love to see South Korea go through. I'm, I'm really sad, actually, with, with the way that, uh, uh, that the game pans out. Uh, I, just because, again, my heart is, has got a, li a little bit of something, just like you as well. We've lived for a, for a large period. I didn't live for as many years in South Korea. I lived for about five years for that. Uh, uh, the my, my most favorite person in the whole world is, uh, is my cat. <laughs> and uh, and then and then afterwards, there's my wife who's from South Korea. So uh, it's all right. She, you know, she she doesn't listen to any of this anyway. By the way, uh, you know, <laughs> I could say whatever it is that I blooming well want to. Uh, you know, the other day I said, uh, "Honey, honey, do, do you want to listen? Do you want to listen to my uh, podcast? We've got this new podcast on the on on the World Cup, and it's really good." She turned around, she looked at me, she stared. It was a moment of silence, and she just looked at me and went, "Fuck off." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I just walked out. I walked out. I think she was doing her makeup or something, getting ready to go to work or something. What, what, one of her, one of her more delicate responses. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. She, uh, she's. I thought that was actually quite nice. <laughs> it was quite good. She's uh, usually a little bit more cutthroaty than that. So, uh, so I thought it's all right. It's okay. But the truth is, she absolutely just doesn't. She's not into it at all. So, um, no. But uh, uh, bless her socks. I love it a bit, obviously. And um, but yeah, look, South Korea. Oh my goodness, it was. It's just. It was just very, very sad. It would have been really nice, you know, if we had uh, uh, South Korea go through. And look, I, I'm going to keep hope because hope is something that we always have. So I'm going to keep going with that. And uh, fingers crossed. Uh, a little bit of a question for you here on on this because I don't. I haven't actually done any research on this. But when you do go through, how how are they going to be doing it this year? You know, they keep changing it all the time. Uh, uh, let's say so. Uh, if we have a situation where all all top three uh, teams are uh, on six points, um, I read somewhere that it's going to be going this year is going to be going on disciplinary record. Is that right? So you, first, uh, first it's goal difference, then okay. it's goals, then it's goals scored. So if they're identical, then it's uh, goal difference and goals scored in the games between the teams that are affected. So head to head. head yeah. To head. Yep. Yeah. And then it's disciplinary record. So Jerome Boateng's right. red card may yet uh -huh. still have an effect. <laughs> That'll be fun. That'll be fun to see. That's our second red card, isn't it? That's our second red card of the... Uh, and my favourite. And... <laughs> All right. Okay. So we've got, uh, and this is again a, a place where we're going to have to be discussing a lot of these things: ugly goals, red cards. Which are your favourite red cards? Which was your favourite red card of the tournament? Uh, and um, uh, but yeah. So uh, we'll have to we'll have to see how it all pans out for the next one. Let's take a short break, and uh, when we come back, we'll discuss the uh, final game of last night and the first one of Group G: Belgium versus Tunisia. I'm also not happy about this. <laughs> Hey, gringo. I want a tortilla, I want a tortilla, I want a tortilla. Give me a tortilla, so I can deli alley on your face. And we're back. Uh, Group G, Belgium versus Tunisia. Um, uh, so uh, this is the first, obviously, the first group uh, game of the group where England will be partaking in tonight. Uh, we'll be able to talk about that in, uh, in a short while. Um, but uh, David, Belgium versus Tunisia. And Belgium, I think you called it yesterday. You said, you know, are they going to show up? Are we going to see the real Belgium? Are we going to see the Belgium? that everybody has been waiting for. And it looks like we, uh, we finally did. 
Yeah, I didn't particularly want to see it, but we have seen it. Um, <laughs> my exact prediction yesterday was that Belgium would win. So I've got that right. But I said it would be 1-0 and that Eden Hazard would to score a deflected long ranger. Eden Hazard did score, but he scored a penalty and one of those kind of scrappy one-on-one goals. And then they also scored three other goals. Um, uh, yeah, it's honestly, honestly, with... Um, with what happened with Germany, it does feel like this horrible return to a narrative that I know only too well, which is we, England beat Tunisia and England, um, England created a lot of chances against Tunisia and played a brand of football that I think everybody enjoyed. And there were some stats going around like England had the highest expected goals, uh, the, the XG, which is a stat that some people love and others hate, but England had the highest of the first round of games, which basically means that they were creating more chances than anyone else and more good chances than anyone else. Uh, and of course, Raheem Sterling was missing them along with Jesse Lingard. Uh, but there was a I know there was a, I found some joy in that and, uh, and I was liking it. And then we've seen Argentina get stunned. Uh, we saw Germany in trouble. We've, uh, we've seen some other things that, that we weren't expecting. Brazil struggling. And I was thinking, you know, this World Cup might be different. You know, strange things might happen in this World Cup. And one of those things could have been Belgium, who have a team littered with international superstars of, of a really high quality, um, actually being really pants. And they, <laughs> they, this was the game where the, if they were pants, we were going to find out. And um, Tunisia were worse than they were against England. And Tunisia had to keep attacking. Uh, but... Belgium, you've got to compare England with Belgium in that group. Belgium were far more clinical than England were. Uh, they've got players who, who can run through on goal and Lukaku's finishing was immaculate. I haven't, like Lukaku for me is a fast player. He's a big player. He's a strong player. But I've never thought of him as a deadly finisher. Mm. Like he's more a kind of foot through it kind of guy. But he's starting to deftly flick balls over people and, and whack ones through the legs. He's scoring left foot. He's scoring right foot. He scored a header. It's, it's a little bit worrying. Um, <laughs> and now I just feel that they've kind of put the pressure on because they've scored, they've, they've scored more goals. They've scored five opposed to England's two. Uh, yeah. And they've got a bigger margin of three rather than one. And that essentially puts the pressure on England to, to you know, go out and stuff Panama. Panama are going to be up for the game. Like you, well, Let's not preview it now too much, but basically I'm upset about everything that happened yesterday. It was a horrible, <laughs> a horrible day. Belgium won <laughs> convincingly when I wanted them to at least win unconvincingly. My second favourite team got more or less sent home, and then we had the debacle of Ikea being torn apart by some... <laughs> Uh, well, sticking to this game, sticking to this game, I, I thought Tunisia did did really well. Actually, I thought they actually played a, a much much better than they they played against England, and I was very surprised. They they reminded me very much of of Morocco versus Portugal as well. Uh, they reminded me of a team that, uh, that that wanted to come out, wanted to play football, and started showing uh, glimpses of how good they were. The only problem was, and they had sort of two issues. Firstly, defensively, they weren't uh, uh, up to scratch. Um, and uh, and secondly, they just uh, couldn't uh, couldn't finish properly. So um, yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a shame in that sense uh, that uh, that they weren't able to do what they were uh, uh, sort of out to try and do. But uh, they did come up against a, a, a team that were yeah that were f- 
maybe even a little bit fortunate in some of the situations that they found themselves in to be able to finish uh, everything off. Five, get, five goals. Um, mate, how many goals did Batshuayi miss? Five. Yeah, was it? <laughs> he, he was unbelievable. By, that's by the that's time miss he, of the tournament. That is without doubt oh, miss of the tournament. My goodness. But by the time he scored his goal, I think you could see how frustrated he was. But it was like, mate, that's, you know, that's, that's Belgium's fifth, mate. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, come well, on. Well, rumour, rumour, rumour has it that Batshuayi is going to start the England game because apparently Lukaku's ankle is a bit dodgy and with them having qualified. So, that's why he was coming out. So, all right. Okay. I wasn't sure because it seemed a little bit early and he... I was looking to see whether or not he he was making any signs or anything to for him to come out, but uh, but that's it's it. The, then. I believe it's the same injury that he had at the end of the season with Manchester United, and I I think it's one of oh. those injuries that that is going to flare up, and eventually I think he has to have surgery. He's just putting the surgery off, so mm, okay. I, I think they might rest him against England. Although, if they do that, then they risk Romelu yet again missing out on the Golden Boot to Harold Edward Kane. Uh, well. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there you go. These are uh, these are the these are the fights that we're going to be having here and there. So uh, all goods, mate. While oh, we're right. on while we're on Lukaku, yeah, uh, I believe that you have something of a problem with his celebration. Yes, I do. I do. And this is something that has been happening quite a lot recently. And uh, oh, recently, it's been happening even for quite a while now. Uh, I hate it. And this is something that that that. Lukaku did after his second goal. Uh, I hate it when people score a goal and now, now Ronaldo is guilty of doing this as well. And they run off to a corner flag or they run off to the side and then they start gesturing for people to come and celebrate with them. All right. And now, you know that one where, where basically they put their hands in the air and they kind of sort of flick their fingers towards themselves and start to say, you know, hey, come over here. Um, uh, you know, you need to come and celebrate because uh, you, I think in the beginning it was almost like you made this goal, mate. This is your goal. I scored it, but it was your assist. So you call over the person who assisted the ball to you. No, no that's the wrong way to do it. Don't but, do it. It's, Mate, I'm, yeah, I'm no. totally with you on this. I'm totally with you on this. You can't manufacture a pylon. A pylon just has to happen because everyone <laughs> wants it to happen. You can't manufacture it by beckoning people over. If you, uh, want, if you want to say thank you to an assist provider, you point at them. You don't beckon, you point. You like yeah. you point and you go, you, you, thank you. you. That you was the one, you. You don't Morpheus from Matrix style kind of beckon people over. That's just like more or less telling the world that you have no friends. <laughs> It is, and well, look, hey, maybe he doesn't have any friends, and this, and you know what? Could I, be. Well, his brother, by, his brother is in that squad, so maybe his brother yeah. is a friend. <laughs> but ju judging by, uh, um, uh, oh crikey, uh, ju judging by the reaction of some of some of, uh, of of his players, but especially in particular, I can't believe I forgot his name. The best player on Belgium's team has it. Ha no, De Bruyne. Oh, thank you, De Bruyne. There was a moment in the first half where De Bruyne sweeped the ball beautifully across the... He, he got into a nice position and he, he could have taken the shot, shot himself, but he didn't. He swept the ball beautifully across. And I'm not sure whether um, uh, Lukaku thought that De Bruyne was going to take the shot and so, so didn't anticipate the ball coming across or whether De Bruyne's pass was indeed too far ahead of Lukaku. I don't think it was because if you have a look at both of their reactions, 
first, Lukaku misses it. He slides in and he misses it. And then he turns around to look at De Bruyne with this big smile, you know, this kind of, uh, oh my goodness, that was so close kind of smile on his face. And De Bruyne looks away and walks away in disgust. He is just fuming. He's furious. And he's Mate. just, <laughs> I think it's obvious right there and then that the ball was a good one. But Lukaku must have believed that De Bruyne was going to have a shot and, and, and missed that. You know, there's that split second where you need to be awake and you need to be aware. And once the ball leaves De Bruyne's boot, you know that you're going to be on it so that you can tap it in. But he obviously missed that split second. And by the time it came across him, it was too late. Oh. De, Bruyne, De Bruyne strikes me as an angry young man. I've seen this uh, not just uh, uh, with Belgium, uh, and, and the incident you mentioned today, and also uh, in a friendly, basically coming out and telling the media that he thought that Martinez, his coach, was an idiot. Um, <laughs> he's also, like in various games that I've watched him, obviously a, a lovely player, a very mm. skilled player that, uh, especially when he plays at pace, I think is, is very, very talented, two-footed, skillful, mm. lovely player. But I've seen him berate a teammate. Uh, I, I've seen him, you know, go off on one. He just seems to me a little bit like the ugly ginger kid who was bullied at school and his entire career so far is kind of an answer to those people. <laughs> it could, yeah, it could well be. This guy is uh, like, exactly what you said. He's so talented, so talented. And you can't, I mean, as long as he keeps winning, I reckon we won't see too much of an ugly side of him. But but when you when you start seeing him, you know, not necessarily losing, but when other players don't start doing the things that he is expecting them to do as well, uh, that's when uh, you know you start to see the ugly side of him. And uh, and I think yesterday we definitely did see the ugly side of him. And when uh, um, when Lukaku scored his third goal and started doing his stupid little thing about uh, about you know beckoning people over. Where was De Bruyne? I didn't see him. Did not see De Bruyne there. Oh, at De, all. De Bruyne doesn't answer a beckoning. I don't, think De Bruyne, I don't think De Bruyne would probably even get involved in a... The only way that you're going to get Kevin De Bruyne into an entire team pylon is if Kevin De Bruyne scored the goal. <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. I think he's uh, yeah, a bit of a strange one there on that. So uh, interesting to see how the rest of it goes. I wonder if, uh, if, if the Belgian team will, will, will have something like that, you know, because it's happened many times before. They have a bit of an internal bust up or blow up and and then the whole team will end up sort of you know fighting and and one backs one side of the camp the other backs the other side of the camp before they know it martinez has got himself world war four on his hands because world war three has already happened uh, uh beforehand in sweden yes. versus world, germany world war, world war uh, four is bigger <laughs> all right okay great stuff well done uh i think uh, uh with that we will take a short break and we will move into uh, uh, the previews that we've got for tomorrow's um, games, uh, especially uh, the big one that is going to be uh, coming uh, our way. The one that uh, everyone is looking forward to, Japan versus Colombia. De Bruyne, De Bruyne, where art thou? De Bruyne, wherever you are, stop being such a baby. Your team got five. That should be enough. We are into the final part of our uh, of our podcast today. Uh, we've already covered uh, some wonderful, uh, 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 some horrible, wonderful, horrible, horrible days. Wonderful games. <laughs> Germany versus uh, Sweden. Mexico versus South Korea. I'm totally with you. Belgium, the Belgians uh, versus the uh, Carton Curtain. 
not curtain. What are they? They're carpets. carpets. Poor old carpets. I don't even know. <laughs> carpets. I'm thinking like Persian, not uh, not Tunisian. Um, uh, but we break into our final section of the day, and it is the big one. And I'm just kidding. Uh, the big one, which is uh, our very own England versus Canama Panal. <laughs> Mate, it's it's interesting that you should should, should try and put a, an amusing <laughs> no, name over, over Panama. I don't know if you did that on purpose or not. But when I, I was in when I was in middle school uh, in our history class, there was a girl in our history class. Uh, we had to read out the the this section of the history book that we were studying, and you would go around the room and everyone would read a paragraph. I'm sure people had had similar things before the voice synthesizing apps, which get overused on podcasts. Uh, so anyway, we were going 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 around the room, and um, the girl had to read out a thing we were we were studying. I know it was something to do with the Cold War, Cuban Missile Crisis. Anyway, and so she's like, meanwhile in Panama, there was an a whole room. Mm giggles and like she looks around and then like we all stop and then she goes then in panama and like we just kept going so for me mate panama there's always been panama ah panama hmm i like it you say panama i say panama it's not yes you know <laughs> surely it doesn't really matter does it does it i want to well, call it's, it it's banana England. or banana right yeah. we always say banana we don't say banana have we heard? Have we heard uh, our very own England being called other things that they should? How do how do they say England in South in Korea with the Korean accent? England, uh, England, England. They put a couple of England, 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 and uh, uh, oh, we we never really say England in Portugal, but I guess we would say <laughs> we don't uh, say it. We don't talk about this. We, we just don't do it. It's just. <laughs> That's all it is. Uh, obviously, we'd say Inglaterra, but that's the Portuguese way of saying it. But uh, Yeah, the French uh, say Angleterre, don't they? They do as well. What? Exactly. So, England. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But if anyone has any interesting ways of saying England, which sounds uh, uh, like they could be uh, taking the piss out of, then uh, 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 let us know. Um, but yeah, uh, England versus Panama. Uh, it's uh, 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 How big is this game? Well, it's huge, but it's another one of those. It really quite probably could go wrong. Uh, could this be the first nil-nil? We haven't had a nil-nil. What's the, <laughs> what's the statistical likelihood of going this far into a tournament without a nil-nil? We're almost wow. definitely going to have one. Cuba are going to... Cuba. I just called them Cuba. Panama. Panama are going to part the bus. Cuba's going to give them some missiles to do it with. Um, it's just... Oh, I'm not excited about this game at all. I think, no, you, bearing in mind the, what they did to me yesterday, the football gods should be kind. Give us a, an early goal. I would very much like it if Harold Edward Kane could score five. <laughs> I don't you think that's too much to ask. No, well, <laughs> Oleg Selenko once scored five goals in a game for Russia in 1994. Ooh. And yeah. I think the thing with Harry is when he comes up against opposition where he feels like he can score, so, for example, Leicester away at the end of the season before last, he will just keep shooting, mate, like again and again and again and again. And he got four in that game, and then we went and played Hull the week after, and he scored another four, I think it was. Uh, hopefully, Harry can get into that kind of groove and score five. That would put him on seven for the tournament, and that should be enough to keep Ronaldo and Lukaku back in their box. At bay. Um, yep, look, uh, it's, uh, he's not got his best mate, Deli Ali, though, does he? 
Well, no, Delhi's got a knock, apparently. Um, mm. It's a thigh strain, uh, and it's most likely um, the, an injury that he should recover from in about, uh, they reckon, seven days, maybe, maybe ten at worst. So I think he could play, but it's, it's Panama, and so I think they're, they're not going to, to risk him. Loftus-Cheek came off the bench and played pretty well, so it would yeah. make sense. Uh, to just give Delhi a rest, uh, and if we win this game, I'd even say give Delhi the Belgium game off and and bring him back for the for the big ones. He'd probably benefit from the rest. Uh, he's he is a player who for Tottenham plays pretty much every game in the season, and even when he was out of form, Pochettino kept playing him. So I think you know won't hurt for Delhi to have a couple of games rest, let Loftus Cheek get in there, and uh, I'm. I just hope we get that first breakthrough goal early and then we can settle in, score a couple. You know, we can maybe get someone like Trent Alexander-Arnold off the bench to have a taste of the World Cup. Uh, the big liony fella at the back, I hope he doesn't step on anyone or like run into anyone. <laughs> and dangerous. And they, yeah. they in general look dangerous. And I very much loved uh, Panama for the way they played in the, in the first game, throwing <laughs> themselves around. But that was against Belgium. And this it was. is England, so I'd really rather they didn't do that. But the problem <laughs> is, is England is a, as a nation is um, hated around the world. And um, as a result, teams kind of up their game against us. And I'm expecting Panama to do exactly that. <laughs> well, and when you look at uh, all the other teams, all the de- we've, we've been through our first round of, of uh, uh, games pretty much. And we're halfway through, almost three quarters of the way through the second round of games. And haven't we've really seen this pattern whereby a lot of the teams that did not perform in the first games have come out stronger, especially the weaker, the, the so-called weaker teams, the less fancy teams have come out much stronger in the second games as well. So I think they, they need to be really careful. Uh, the, the likes of, uh, I'm thinking the likes of Saudi Arabia and, uh, well, it didn't happen with Costa Rica, but uh, uh, it happened with uh, with a lot of the other teams. So I think that I think they have to be really careful. For for all intents and purposes, we could see Panama, as you like to call it, <laughs> come out and uh, and fire on all cylinders. You know, it, England have to be really careful on this one. And I I fancy England to do it. Obviously, I would. I I want to see England do it. But I wouldn't be surprised to see them go down either. So um, that, I think they need to be really, really careful uh, in this match. And if I was Gareth Southgate, I would probably be even, maybe even be looking at something a, a little bit more defensive uh, than our first game. And just try to pick the ball up and try to relax on the ball a little bit more as opposed to uh, uh, to push uh, to push for it. But I mean, that's that's just me. Uh, I, I think I know that there's going to be a lot of people out there thinking we should be going all guns blazing in the first 20 minutes and trying, you know, blitz blitz them straight out the out the sky. I don't think that's the best way to go about it. I think the best way to because they'll be coming out stronger than you think. If we just give away possession up front which we are so good at doing. Unfortunately, we've never been that great in the final third. If we give away uh, a possession and suddenly see Panama hit us on the break, it's going to be very, very, uh, very, very frustrating, I think, for, for England. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm nervous about this game. I'm nervous. Mate, uh, a couple of, couple of questions for you. Mm-hmm. The first is Panama, you know, they, they're a physical team and they like a fight. There might be 
uh, a case to be made for for allowing some of the players who, on the England team who like a fight. So uh, the likes of uh, Eric Dyer, who uh, who like, quite likes a fight, uh, yep. Gary Cahill, Phil Jones, and dare I say it, Jamie Vardy, the rat <laughs> bastard himself. I mean, Jamie Vardy loves a scrap. He, he does. He loves a scrap. He loves some needle. He loves winding people up. Um, it's going to be very useful later on in the tournament if we do, can get through, I think, Jamie Vardy. But perhaps we should, you know, just play those players who, who, who like... Danny Rose is another one who does like a fight. Yeah, he doesn't mind getting stuck in there. And uh, I'm assuming Maguire is just waiting to come oh, out of the show. Maguire, so, uh... I love a fight, I reckon. <laughs> he is a pub footballer. He is a pub footballer. <laughs> Mate, uh, who's going to be worse than Jesse Lingard today? What's, uh, uh, what's, what's going to happen? Uh, well, I think Jesse will be about Jesse level. <laughs> it's pretty bad, but yeah. I'm hoping the whole of Panama will be worse um, <laughs> than Jesse. My question, mate, is what will Kyle, Kyle Walker's fuck up look like? <laughs> so we're hoping it doesn't have a bearing on the football match like it did last time. Uh, we're hoping that it has some sort of, well, I mean, Harry Kane, uh, Happy Harry, Harry the Hatchet. Harry, whatever you want to call him, he was the one who came through and, and saved the day uh, for uh, Kyle Walker. Otherwise, we would have been, uh, uh, Kyle Walker may have been the first to be on that, um, uh, on that cross, ready to be cross crucified once again. So, um, but yeah, with Harry coming along and saving the day, I think it's all been kind of just brushed under the carpet a little bit. But uh, yep. What else is he going to do? Because the mistakes seem to come from him. But I don't think so. I think this time it's in for jo it's John Stones' turn. Yeah, uh, I think... uh, Josh, yeah, yeah. I think, it's, uh, I think it's Stones. I think, I think he'll be doing something funny, like wow. uh, suddenly tying his shoelace, you know, and letting the Panama striker get past. Oh, I am tying my shoe. Oh, oh he's gone. We all, we all know that Kyle Walker is going to make some kind of mistake. And, and Southgate should really think about this as a manager. And he should really think about okay, what can I do in order to get rid of this mistake? I would, during the warm-up, have Kyle Walker perform increasingly difficult tasks until he messes up and then send him out to play. I like it. Yeah, shake it all out of the cup. You know, get more like, out. Give, give, give him a crossword or something. Go, like, <laughs> Kyle, fill this in. <laughs> make it really, really hard. And then by the end, just, like, just, just guess. Just guess. <laughs> You're going to make loads of mistakes on it. And that's what we want. Mate, the other the other thing I'm actually really quite liking about this England squad is that they they are more media accessible than England squads have been in the past. And what you get with that is you learn their nicknames. So, uh, for example, Delph, and like this is this is a real cultural thing. Anyone who's not from England, revel now in the mastery of English nicknames because there is when you're in a situation when you've got 23 lads, everybody has a nickname. You'll notice that I have to call Jason Jay. I can't not, I can't call him Jason. I have to call him something other than Jay. And hmm. English people are like this, like David becomes Dave. So it's clear to me that, um, that Danny Welbeck is Welbs. Welbsy. Welbs. Welbs. Fabian Delph is Delphi. Delphi, of course. He would uh, be. Um, Marcus Rashford is either Rash, Rasher. He might be Rasher. Oh, he's got to be Rasher. Like Rasher of Bacon. Russia, uh, bacon. I think I think Phil Jones doesn't have a nickname because if he did, they would be mean, and no one wants to call him one. Uh, Gary Cahill's probably a bit old. Jamie Vardy is obviously the rat. Um, 
looking through Harry, 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 Harry's Harry. age, right? Harry's age. You, I've seen the players in interviews refer to him as H. Uh, Trippier is Trips. Trips. Uh, Henderson is Hendo. Hendo. Uh, for sure. Um, yeah, we, uh, Pickford, Jordan Pickford, Picker, Picker, Pickaxe. 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 <laughs> I like it. <laughs> anyway, I want everyone listening to be on the lookout during the game because uh, you do have microphones quite close to, to them and see if you can pick out what the England nicknames are for each other. Sounds good. Raheem, Raheem's going to be Raza. Oh, yeah. Raza. Oh. We're Raza, Raza in the middle. Raza. Raza. Oh, fuck, fuck's sake, Raza. Raza. You've done it again. <laughs> That's the frustration. <laughs> oh, mate. I just, uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a really good, a, a good one, I think. Try and listen out for, for the headphones. Um, yesterday, just, just quickly, it just uh, took me back to something I just remembered, was the uh, Belgium match, and uh, uh, Belgium versus Tunisia match. And there was a moment where Sassy picked up the ball on the edge of the box, and I had Peter Drury as my commentator. Oh, Drury <laughs> is the best! And I, and I, I, was, I was falling asleep. <laughs> I was falling asleep as I as I always do with these games, and because uh, it's just too many. And I was falling asleep and uh, just sipping away on my wine, and I didn't even really know what happened. Uh, but suddenly, Sassy found himself on the edge of the box. He shifted the ball over to the right, and he was about to take a shot. And all I heard Drury was all I heard was Drury suddenly shouting, "Sassy!" <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Sassy. <laughs> I just suddenly, I just suddenly thought these poor commentators, right? Because sometimes they do it without thinking. What if one of these football players, one of these days, comes out with a bit of a name, you know, the kind of name? And we've obviously seen some of them, right? Uh, there's the famous one where uh, the uh, uh, the German guy is uh, was it uh, Kunz? Kunz, I think. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and Schweini. Uh, <laughs> I, I think at one point, and it's not. It's it. It may be. It may be. Um, uh, Mowbray, I think, who's who's doing the commentating on that one, where he goes uh, uh, and looks like the Germans have uh, now defended and they've managed to push them all the way back. Kunz. Kunz. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's John Motzen, actually. Is I it Motzen? It may be Motzen, yeah. Where he's like, <laughs> Germany have got the ball now. Kunz. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> it's a gem it's an actual gem but i just imagine like you know if, if one of their names was just like you know something a little bit more you know a bit, a bit cruder you know like doesn't get much cruder than kunz no 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 but not not with uh <coughs> not with not with kunz but like a bit cruder than sassy for sure um but yes. yeah yeah you could just imagine them screaming their minds off anyway all good all right uh so england versus panama go on call it what do you reckon? Oh, a horrible, horrible, scrappy, nasty 1-0 win with a own goal that hits, <laughs> hits Carl Wilker on the backside and somehow fate has it that Carl Wilker's mistake is actually a goal for us. Oh, I like that. Very good. Okay. Um, yep. All right. So that's, uh, that sounds good. I'm, I don't think I'm going to call it because like, uh, I, I know what I want. I know what I'd like, but I also know what is more likely. All right. Anyway. I think I think I'm gonna. Go, I think if you if you want to be honest, I think Panama are gonna win it. You're a horrible man. Move on to the I next am, part. I am. I am a horrible man. <laughs> All right, we'll do, we'll take a very very short break and then we'll just finish off with the last two games: Japan versus Senegal and Poland versus Colombia. Engerland, 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 la la la. This is it. If we don't win tonight. I'm off for a Cuban cigar at the Panama Canal. 
Welcome back for our final instalment of uh, our Born Offside podcast. We're looking at Japan versus Senegal and Poland versus Colombia. We don't really have much time, but there's not really much else to, to discuss with these ones. Although this is that beautiful group with four teams, four nations from four different continents. Uh, uh, Japan versus Senegal. I think we'll start with that one. Uh, the Japanese uh, looking to uh, so, uh, uh, solidify their uh, chances of being able to get through to the next round. And of course, playing up against Senegal, who also have three points as well. So this is the big one. Uh, uh, what do you reckon, Dave? Who's going to go for this one? I reckon Japan can't get that lucky again. Uh, and Senegal look fairly impressive. Big, powerful team. Uh, it'll be an interesting clash of styles because Japan are, uh, you know, Physically smaller team. They're more about movement and passing and a little bit more intricate. And Senegal are very power-based. I think um, the fact that Senegal have a striker who, in the short shape of Mane, can score 25 goals in a season. And Japan probably couldn't get 25 goals in a season amongst all of them. is going to mean that, that, that Senegal are going to win this one. I think that cutting edge that they have is, is going to provide them uh, with a win. And... Um, but that's not what you watch a Japan game for. You watch a Japan game for Okazaki running around until he can't run anymore. <laughs> now, is he is he ready? Uh, I don't think so. I think he's. Uh, no. Uh, um, yeah, I think he's still injured. I, I think. Oh. I think. I think. I'm not entirely sure. Is he um, injured or just still very tired? <laughs> from from a very drawn out and you forgive from, him you'd from forgive a training him. session because I imagine in training he runs until he can't <laughs> run anymore it as well. Was. Buzz, I keep running. I keep running. Stop running, mate. Shinji, no, someone, someone knock him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I think, I, I think he had, um, uh, he had a calf problem. Uh, so, um, but he did play a little bit in that first game, but I just think that they're not, uh, that he's, he's not ready to be risked uh, for the full thing. So he might come on with about 30 minutes to go or something if they're uh, in desperate need. And that'll always be an absolute giggle to watch. Um, all right. Very good. And we'll, we'll finish off with Colombia uh, versus Poland. Now, Colombia, obviously very unlucky uh, to, uh, to go down to, to 10 men so early on in the game. And of course, that had a big influence in their, in their failure against Japan. Um, James Rodriguez, uh, uh, this time, looks like he will be starting uh, this, uh, this match against, um, uh, against Colombia. Uh, sorry, against Poland. What do we think of this one? I, well, this is really the game of the day in terms of like intrigue because this is do or die. Both teams lost their opening game. Both teams mm -hmm. very much expected to go through. It would look like one of them has to go home and tomorrow we get to find out which one. Absolutely. Yes. So it'll be an absolutely a very, very tough one uh, and a tough one to call. But you're right. I think this one will be the pick of the bunch on this one. Poland versus Colombia. Highly recommend that you actually uh, sit back and watch this one. All right. Okay. Um, I think we're uh, we're good to go. <laughs> I think we've done pretty well today on this uh, uh, episode 11 of our podcast of Born Offside. Uh, we look forward to uh, hearing uh, from uh, everybody again tomorrow. Once again, remember, if you hear any of the nicknames of, uh, of English football players in the crowds, uh, then uh, do get in touch with us and uh, tell us what you think, even what you think your suggested nicknames might be. Uh, from me, Jason. Dave, goodbye. Are you ready? Let's no. go. Oh. Let's go. <laughs> See you later. Can you get? Can you get?
cocaine. If I go to Colombia, I will think of you all, while I live the life of Rafael Marquez. Oh.